But we get an opportunity this morning to speak with live and in person Susie Fishbein. Susie Fishbein is author of the Kosher by Design series. In this case, it's called Kosher by Design Brings It Home, picture-perfect food inspired by my travels, as Susie Fishbein writes. At this point, I uh, believe it's accurate to say, based on the information I have in front of me, that Susie Fishbein has sold over 500,000 copies worldwide. If you put all of the Kosher by Designs together, including Kosher by Design Entertaining, The Short on Time, Kids in the Kitchen, Passover by Design, The Cooking Coach, and the entire series together. Susie Fishbein, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, Nachum. So nice to be here. I greatly appreciate it. Congratulations on the brand new book. You can raise that a drop. Thank you. Apologize for the delay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's not your fault. What can we do about traffic? Um, so this is it. We can't convince you. Huh? We can't convince <laughs> you to uh, to start working on another one. This is it for Kosher by Design. So it is, it is it for the series. The series came in at the right time, and I feel like it's going out at the right time. I think it was a trailblazer, and I think that it'll be interesting to see where I go next. I think technology has changed the way people get their recipes and their right. food information, and I hope to ride that next wave. Uh, with that in mind, is it... Um I don't want to say obvious, but is it, it, it? can one conclude that the earlier books, books sold a lot more copies than the more recent ones for that reason, or not necessarily um, you know, so? It's hard to know. Obviously, a book that's been out for 15 years has had a lot of, oh, you know, point, a, you right. know a, a lot more time to sell. The original right. Kosher by Design alone has sold over 100,000 copies. These books are... I think they're they're just beloved. They're just part of the the lore of 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 a of a Jewish home. I shouldn't even say a kosher home because a lot of people that buy these books are not even kosher, right. which is really a, a mind blowing thing. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely the, the the last book or two, you know. But I, I think over its time, and that's one of the beautiful things about working for Art Scroll. These these books will never get remaindered. They will always right. be out there to be purchased. And I think over time they will catch up to the success of the early books. Susie Fishbein is here. Um, why did this series do so well? What is it about uh, Kosher by Design that struck a chord out there? So, as I said, I think it just came in at the right time. But there it are a was... lot of cookbooks out there, right? And a lot of even even series of cookbooks, you could say. I think there became a relationship between my readers and I, a, re- a relationship of trust, almost as if they felt like I was their girlfriend in the kitchen, as, <laughs> I, as I was. I cook the way my readers cook. I never became a fancy chef. I never, I am not a chef. I never went to culinary school. So there was a, a, a level of trust that they can open up to any recipe, and it would work for them the first time and every time. That that was my job. That's what I was paid to do. I took that that obligation very seriously. So it was almost like, of course I'm going to get the new book, and I can just make anything. And then right. it just became like, well, what page is that? What page is that? You would go to people's houses, and they would just say, which book, which color, which, you know, became the rainbow, the pink book, the green book. Right. Um, it was just it was just beautiful mazel and just hitting things at the right time. I mean, look at what has happened to the, the restaurants uh, in our culture sure. in the time that these books have come out. Uh, what's going on in Brooklyn, the food scene. It's, it used to be that kosher lag behind the not kosher world by five or six years. It's really not the case anymore. Kosher is cutting edge to what's, it's being mimic, mi- mimicked and mirrored in what's going on in the not kosher world. The trends are not lagging. The foods that people are looking for, the ingredients that people are looking for, 
are exactly what the whole world is eating. And maybe technology has helped bridge that gap. And in addition to the restaurants, of course, the supermarkets and superstores, they also have they contributed to all right that. They are right up to date. Right. There's not an ingredient that I look for that I can't find anymore. I used to love that, like, aha, I got you when right. I go to a market and say, okay, I have to find the manager and tell them this We used is what to have these to discussions. We, we sometimes would open it up to the listeners. Can someone find this yeah. or find that or have you seen this I, or not? I would get panicked phone calls before a book was being released from store managers of big supermarkets saying, what am I not going to have that there's going to be a run on? What do I need to know? What do I need to stock? I don't want to be caught, you know, right. unaware. So it's cool. It's We all kind of worked together to bring the market to the same place. Susie Fishbein is here. The uh, final installment of Kosher by Design is called Kosher by Design Brings It Home. How did you do yesterday at the YU Swarm Sale? What a fun experience. You know, my husband used to take my kids. I That was always like some time off for myself, so right. I had never even experienced the sale. So cute, so nice. People were so friendly. It was really interesting to me to be in an audience of people who grew up on my books. It's all young people who right. hang out at the sale. And these are kids who would come up to me to say, I grew up on Kids in the Kitchen. It was the only book my mother would let me cook out of. Um, and, and just really what warmed my heart was how many boys came up to buy books for their mothers. <laughs> it was the sweetest thing. I felt like taking names for shit off list. <laughs> Very good. And that was, of course, as you were signing and selling the Kosher by Design Brings It Home. You you uh, went to or visited how many, or I should say differently, you, you brought to us recipes from how many different countries in this book? Um, a, a few different parts of Italy, and different parts of Italy's culture, food culture, are completely different. What you would eat on the Amalfi Coast does not resemble anything that you would eat in, in the northern part of Italy, like near Verona or Lake Garda. Um, so different parts of Italy, France, Mexico, and then there are some things that were just from shows that I've been doing for 15 years all across this country, um, a lot through Chabad, but through other organizations as well. I've I've really given a show in almost every, except for the Dakotas, <laughs> almost really? every state, um, and and really got to see how Jews live, you know, all across. Wow, that's pretty unbelievable. And and and, and very interestingly, what is going on in America where we can't get enough of fusion and what can we do that's funky? I mean, you'll see it now. Purim's coming up. You will see nine million different ways to right. make hummantaschen. And what can we do? And can we pull, put, pull brisket in a hummantaschen? Right. Very starkly contrasted to that is what is go, what, what goes on in Europe. When I would work with European and French chefs, they were teaching me recipes that their grandmothers taught them, and they wanted me to learn it exactly as close as possible, being that I was kosher and right. they were not. As, as close as possible to how their grandmothers taught them. There's such a sense of pride of maintaining those recipes. And that's so different than what's going on here. Is here it's what's new, what's cool, what's right. different, how can we you know, switch things up, how can we mash things up, right. um, which is kind of what I you know, kind of built my business on. So it was such a refreshing, eye-opening experience to learn new recipes and know that I could bring them back to my readers sort of intact. And then Israel, where which is my favorite place to, to teach and learn and eat, was almost a combination of the two. Because you have these amazingly talented chefs, many who were educated outside of Israel, who then come back but still carry their little Moroccan grandmother in their pocket. Right. So the fusion that they do, which is always putting their traditional spin on foods that they learned, you know, learning how to chef all over the world. Um, so I kind of felt like that was the best of of both worlds. So, and the nice thing for my readers is that what they'll find is so much of what I brought back was that in the European kitchens and the Middle Eastern kitchens, it's not about fats and it's not about hard to find ingredients. 
you travel the world on that passport of spices. So from the health perspective, from the ease perspective, I mean, any pereg, any, you know, you'll find any, any, any ingredient very easily in any well-stocked kosher market. Certainly online is a help. Right. Um, so I, I think Did you think of doing the book uh, exclusively with Israeli recipes? Did it ever cross your mind? No, although that's certainly the trend right now. The yeah. most popular cookbooks right now are about Middle Eastern food. That's Zahav what it seems. And Jerusalem, obviously, which right. is, you know held that number one spot on Amazon. I knocked it out for a couple of hours, but <laughs> it went right back, that Yotamato Lenge book, which wow. is not even a kosher book, which right. is like the biggest insult. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, yeah. Kosher by Design brings it home. It's out. It's uh, it's available. Best place for people to get it. What, which website should we recommend? Um, Amazon is easy. Artscroll.com. Um, Kosherbydesign.com? Nope. Artscroll. It'll, it'll, it'll kick you into Artscroll. It'll, it'll be the same yeah. thing. All right. Uh, you want to give us a couple of examples? You want to highlight for us a couple of things that we'll find in this book that people should know about? So if you've ever done um, an eating tour through the Shuk, one of uh, the favorite spots is Chachapuria, which are those Georgian, uh, almost like a canoe of a dough that's then filled with this amazing Georgian cheese, and then an egg gets cracked into it, and it's it's served to you. Right. So I did my own personal spin, and I made the canoes out of pizza dough, and I filled it with shakshuka, and then cracked an egg into it. So that's like kind of my funky spin on, you know, somebody else's food. Right. Um, one of the dishes that... Um, that I loved was something that I actually prepared for my first cooking class of last year's Israel tour, which was the Metze burger, where I took every possible, you know, Israeli ingredient that I could think of to stick into a burger, where we use chickpeas to replace part of the beef, and there's za'atar, and there's sumac on the onions, and a piece of fried eggplant, and you just bite into this thing, and it's just like Israel in your mouth. <laughs> um, the petit farci, which is a merguez-stuffed vegetable, um, which I learned in, in Provence, France, um, lemon tiramisu, reminiscent of the, the, the limoncella and the lemons on the Amalfi Coast. Um, this, you know, there's just, there, there's so many, so many great recipes that I, you know, that, that I'm hoping that readers will embrace and love as much as I do. Endless good eating. How's the book divided, by the way? Does it go uh, according to the uh, like always according to the courses? Salad. I mean, at the end of the day, people want to cook from this book and right. they want to do it with ease. So as you'd expect, every one of the books was in that format, yeah, basically. Absolutely. Even the kids' one was like that. Absolutely. Wow. The kids had like drinks and right. and you know different categories, school kind of snacks, but basically right. the same. Uh, someone someone gave me some insight into the fact that on page two forty six. You have a new fishbine brownie recipe, and that's sort of a tribute page, right? It is. It is a tribute to my to my mother-in-law, Myrna Fishbine, who was world famous for her brownies. Uh, every kid who ever went to summer camp knew that if they wrote a letter to Mrs. Fishbine, they would get brownies, and many people worked that system. There's even a famous story that um, there was a boy from Lawrence who joined the Israeli army, and my mother-in-law had sent him a care package, and he left his base to go pick up his brownies, and there was an attack on the base, and the fishbine brownies saved his life. Oh so the legend gosh. of those brownies then grew. My husband, when his older sisters had left for college, took over the duty at Purim time and would, with my father-in-law, make batch after batch after batch of these brownies. So they, we even have the, the special spoon that my husband used to use to mix the brownie batter with. So fishbine brownies were very much a part, probably the first really great recipe that I ever learned from my mother-in-law was fishbine brownies. So I took liberties, as a cookbook author does, and played with, with the recipe over time as different chocolates went in and out of style. And, um, and the last kosher by design recipe, very appropriately, is an ode to my mother-in-law and my husband's 
family history, but a, a new spin on Fishbine Brownies, my spin on them. Very cool. It had appeared, I assume, in, in one of the previous books. No, it, never it never appeared did. before. It never did. Nope. As I, 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 for some reason, I thought it was in the first one. It's like a, nope. a, as an initial inspiration. Nope. It was it not. Was a sacred, uh, it was a, it was a sacred Fishbine recipe. Yeah. Never to be revealed till now. So the truth is, it, it was revealed if you go back all the way back in my history to Kosher Palette when we were asking people uh, to open up to crack open their secret family recipes right. and share the best of their best right. in the fundraising letter and in the initial letter, I included that recipe. But it was never used in that book or any book. So after. that would have been the only time that people would have seen it. And this new version, you will never have a better brownie. If you are a fudgy brownie person, you will never have another brownie. <laughs> So maybe turn to the back of the book and work backwards. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Kosher by Design brings it home. Picture-perfect food inspired by my travels at Susie Fishbein. Great photography, as usual. You've always made a point of that, right? John, you are my guy. Yeah, he's an incredibly talented photographer. Um, I think his pictures rival any cookbook on the shelf. Because if you want a cookbook to really be appealing to people, the pictures have got to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody with an, I, with, you know, with an iPhone thinks that they're a food photographer, but <laughs> he is an artist. I mean, just, you know, the pictures speak for themselves. They always have. What do you think of the, uh, I don't want to say revolution, but the advancement in the different types of soups that people are eating? Have you noticed that there's so many different ones now compared to the traditional ones we used to have? Absolutely. Uh, Give me well, one from your book that's what, that would fit into that category. Well, soup is just a great way to start a meal. It's filling. It's a great way to pack vegetables, you know, into your family. Um, there's a really great recipe for a pisto soup, which is the Italian version of minestrone that's loaded mm. with vegetables and a sprinkle of pesto. Um, a recipe I got out of the Barashit Spa, they shared their corn soup recipe, which, you know, which is, you know, really, really fabulous. Um, there's a, a spicy lamb meatball soup. I mean, really, a lot of these soups could be your dinner, you know, right. you know, dinner in a bowl. Cheddar ale soup, what's that? Inspired by um, a show that I did in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so an ode to the cows out there. Um, <laughs> the dairy farmers. A really good, yummy, almost like a cheese fondue kind of thing. In fact, I even suggest serving it in very small portions. Probably the most creative, probably the hardest recipe in the book and the most creative soup is something called shoya tamago, which is a very hot trend right now, which is a ramen soup that includes um, eggs that are soft-cooked and then... Um, and then they're soaked in a soy sauce, and then when you crack the egg open, it's like um, it's it's almost like a beautiful brown color on the outside. You slice it, and it's a runny egg into your ramen soup, and it has steak in it. So not a Shabbos soup, definitely not for Friday right. night because everything has to be added at the last minute. But in a really cool, you know, weeknight or Sunday night dinner. Wow, unbelievable! Susie Fishbein is here. Uh, give us one of the. Uh, I know I know we've gone through some of them already, but give us something from the the main dishes, the main courses that people should. Uh, should be aware of. Uh, right now in season, uh, there's a, a great recipe in there for a pumpkin braised short rib. Huh. That's fabulous. And for people who like to cook in advance, short ribs are one of the cuts of meat that can be made a day or two in advance and holds very well. Um, there's also a Korean short rib that my family went crazy over. Um, brujul, a traditional Italian dish. I'm sure you've heard people use the word brujul, and Jews don't know what that is. <laughs> right. It's one of these uh, Sunday sauces that old Italian grandmothers would spend all day making. So I kind of give you some shortcuts to make, but the meats that are part of the brujul recipe um, are, are really interesting and different. There's a great recipe for lamb shanks with date gremolata, obviously inspired by dates and silan and date syrup, which are very big Israeli ingredients. My husband actually just this week said to me, can you go back and make me that veal scallopini that we brought back the recipe from from Italy. Um, also a great 
the cut of meat is is vital. You know, you need a, a good piece of veal for it. But um, obviously, the Metze burger, I, I'm very proud of and love. There's just people are going to cook their way through this book. I, I know it. I, I I can't wait to start hearing the feedback. Uh, and I assume that that feedback starts immediately, right? It does. I mean, you'll get it this week, obviously. <laughs> uh, Kosher by Design brings it home. Picture perfect food inspired by my travels. Susie Fishbein. You can go to artscroll.com. You can go to Amazon. You can get the book and you can enjoy it. It is the last in the series of Kosher by Design. No matter what we say to Susie Fishbein, she will not change her mind. This is it for Kosher by Design. <laughs> and uh, where where are your travels taking you now? Are you going anywhere uh, exciting or exotic in the next uh, few weeks or months? Exotic? No, I am going to Chicago next week. My 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 touring is my touring schedule is packed. Uh, I have a lot of shows. I generally used to only take one show a week because they are so labor intensive, but. For the release of this book, I will be doing two shows a week um, for the foreseeable future. Um, I have something exciting coming up this summer. I'm running for the New Jersey Y Camps, um, the first really of its kind, a hands-on culinary program wow. in New Jersey Y Camps um, for Camp Nesher and Camp Shoshanim, where it will be a true culinary experience. I mean, they're building a state-of-the-art cooking stadium um, and right from the first day, you know, it's not going to be, you know, brownies and pancakes. Right. These kids are really going to be learning real cooking skills. So I'm spending a lot of time putting that curriculum together. Will you Your be hol- very own Naomi Nachman is one of the featured. All right. Guys. Mazel tov to her. Her yes. daughter got engaged yesterday. Yes, mazel tov. That's true. Um, and will there be competitions there in the... Uh, in the uh... No, it's really going to be a cooking school. Oh, These kids are going to come home with real skills, maybe night activities, you know. But we're taking it very seriously. It's being, you know, built to my specifications. It's really going to look like any cooking school that you can find, you know, very in any cool. big city. We look forward to seeing that. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, uh, Susie Fishbein, congratulations. Kosher by Design brings it home, brings the entire series home. There are probably people who have the, and there are probably many people who have the entire series in their home. You ever show up to a uh, to a Shabbos host and see your own recipe on the table? It's probably happened a million times, all right? All the time. All the time. Yep. And are they are the are, are are the hosts self conscious that they didn't prepare it the way it exactly Very should be? Very much so. <laughs> and I, I that makes me crazy because I love seeing my food on people's table. Doesn't matter how they do it. I love eating it, and I'm happy not to have to do the dishes. So <laughs> to me, it's a win win. It must be an interesting feeling when that happens. So I what jumps out at you from this book? You you always are on top of. Um, there's always something that that I know that that has called out to you when you flip through these books. I think I think the soup section actually. I'm very into soups recently. Very into it, and the I'm one you de- and the one that you described, the minestrone type, mm-hmm. is one that I'm gonna have to try because okay, that, that that's one that intrigues me. Uh, although the cheddar ale, knowing knowing me, it sounds like a cheddar chowder, frankly. It, it's, what, it's very thick, it's delicious, yeah. and then just like the finishing touch of some French fried onions, just for like that oh, extra gosh. crunch. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy. Uh, a good way to stay in shape or not? You have plenty of salads in here, right? There's, Absolutely. There's plenty of salads And in as here. I said, you know, the European Middle Eastern palate is all about spices. Right. It's not about fat and, and pastry and puff pastry. and it's, it's really about healthy oils, healthy spices. Yeah, so, so people can get... You will get, not be disappointed. They'll get plenty of great uh, uh, health-inspired recipes as well. All right, go to artscroll.com, go to amazon.com. It's Kosher by Design brings it home. Susie Fishbein, picture-perfect food inspired by my travels, as she says, and it is available basically everywhere. We wish you the best of luck as you continue on this amazing journey. Congratulations on getting this entire series complete, which is just Thank unbelievable. You. And it's always nice to kick off the book right here, sitting in the studio with I you. I greatly appreciate that very, very much. It's uh, We've done this many, many times. I've had an opportunity to speak about food, 
and to really enjoy some of these incredible recipes. You've even brought along some of your recipes sometime, I mean, in real yeah, food form. That's right. Which have been a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you, Susie Fishbein. Congratulations. Thank you. Kosher by Design brings it home. Check it out at Amazon.com, Artscroll.com. Susie Fishbein's final Kosher by Design installment of that amazing and incredible series. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.